When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back, everybody, to Rum Buncher Radio. This is episode 46. A little bit different tonight, as you can hear. I am not Trey Yannity. He will not be able to join us this evening. So it is Marty Leap taking the controls tonight. So if this episode does not go well, you can blame it all on Trey for not being able to be here and do the hard work. I am joined tonight by Rum Bunner staff writer No Right and my friend of the podcast, former guest, back on Pittsburgh Pirates outfield prospect, Bly Madras. Bly, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Amping up for things to get started. Excited to go. Excited for 2021. We are excited to have you on. As always, thank you for coming on. It always leads to great content. So, as you said, excited to get going. As we were just talking about off there a little bit, you know, th- this season's going to be much different. Not as different as last year, thankfully, but at least start the year still very different, especially for you minor league guys. What what is the plan right now for those of you who are not in major league camp? You know, do you have a plan for a report date when you're going to start revving up for that minor league season that is supposed to start around the first week of May? Yep, uh, we're we just got a report date. It's a couple of days ago. Everyone's going to be uh, down in Florida around the first, uh, if not the thirty first or the first. And we're going to go through all the proper like protocols for MLB in order to have our season, like isolation, testing, all that stuff to get going and get into Pirate City. Over the offseason, you did, you played down in uh, Australian ball. How'd that go? Oh, yeah. That place was like unbelievable. If I could recommend a family vacation or a self vacation, that's where I would choose 10 out of 10 times. People were great. Baseball was great. Cities were great. It was nice being down there. No mask, no anything. Everything's open. No restrictions. Yeah. Like, did you have to go through a test with all that stuff when you got down there originally? Oh, man. I had to go through a 14-day quarantine, like, all by myself. But I was lucky enough. I got a sick room right on Sydney Harbor, overlooking the harbor, overlooking the bridge, it was unbelievable. So, yeah, so it wasn't the worst. 14, those 14 days weren't that bad. Yeah, it wasn't the worst thing to look out the window. But the only tough part was the sun only shined in my room like an hour out of the day. So like every, that one hour, I was like next to the window getting some vitamin D, getting some sun, trying to take it all in. Sounds a lot like, like a lot of fun. 
oh, it was great. <laughs> a lot of video games, a lot of like band workouts, push-ups, sit-ups, then a whole lot of like trying to figure out how to keep my arm in shape. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like if you're you know stuck in a quarantine situation like that, trying to work out, if like trying to keep the throwing arm in shape is probably something a lot of people would overlook and um, would not be super easy to do. So what what were you able to do with pretty limited resources there for two weeks in order to keep that arm strength up? So I had this chair that I would stack <laughs> pillows onto. And I would do all my weighted balls and all my throws into this chair. And I was praying that I trusted my that my skills were good enough not to throw a baseball through the wall because I was hucking the thing into this <laughs> pillow. And I was so scared. I was like, I'm going to get out of quarantine with like a $1,000 bill to repair this wall. Because <laughs> I'm doing like 100 throws a day. <laughs> Pillows got a lot softer, so that was nice. They're you gotta do what you, you gotta do what you gotta do to uh, get in shape for baseball season. Oh, absolutely! And it was just, it was just a crazy thing, uh, one of the craziest things like baseballs ever made me experience. But like, it was all worth it in the end because Australia was amazing. So I, I just hope that whenever my eleven year old listens to this and he hears that you were in your room checking a baseball pillows essentially that the day I walk up there cause a ball goes flying through his bedroom window <laughs> and he uses this as justification for it. Um, yeah. To all the fans out there, I am not responsible for any damage. To your <laughs> but no, also while, while you were in Australia on more of a uh, serious baseball note, it was, it was a productive time for you in the Australian baseball league this year. Um, you know, you, you hit the ball really well. 10% extra base hit rate. Your OPS was closing in on 800. Um, this is something you and I had talked about a few weeks ago, and there's a little bit of info about it on the site. But, you know, what what went well for you this year in Australia? What were you looking to work on that you were able to successfully do? And, you know, ultimately, where, what helped you find that good eye and that power stroke down there? Yeah, definitely just, like, going back to, like, the quarantine and, like, the months leading, like, to the preparation of Australia and stuff like that. It's like it's different, like taking all the practice swings, all the cage swings, and like then trying to implement into a game. So it was nice finally figuring out all the adjustments that we're making, like what worked at game speed, what didn't. Go through the checklist, like oh that worked, okay, that didn't work, that didn't work, okay, this definitely worked. And to go through those field points and find everything that worked was really fun because there was a lot I worked on in the nine months that I was off. So it was like whether just standing taller and getting in my legs more and just like honestly just creating a better approach up at the plate. Like whether if it's just letting it eat or like taking it back a few and just putting the bat on the ball. I want to ask, I want to ask you, Bly, how different is the experience with uh, you had there with baseball compared to the United States when you were in the minors with the Pirates in 2019 when you last played? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I guess, I don't know. Baseball has a funny way of speeding up on you, no matter what level you're playing at and at different times. So I guess like it wasn't double A for sure, but there was mixes of guys. I, I would, I put it at like a, like the elite 
low A guys and high A guys with a few of like a lot of experienced double A, triple A guys that you would see once, twice a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they keep you on your toes and like that. It was just a really good mix of players down there. And uh, Australia's got a lot of homegrown talent down there. And you see a lot of guys who can hit and a lot of guys who come over from there who play affiliated baseball. And there was a huge mix of really good Australian baseball and a mix of a lot of affiliated baseball with guys going over like myself. And it was really fun. Yeah. Create a high level. Going through some of it, it was just interesting to see some of the guys that were down in Australia. You know, you had former pirate. Or I I don't know if he's still in the organization. Uh, Gift and Gope. Uh, I got a couple stories about that. <laughs> and uh, another guy who, another veteran was uh, Delman Young, who actually played a decent amount down in Australia. Yeah. So yeah. pretty good mix of guys. But you're saying with uh, and Gope with uh, yeah. a story with him. Yeah. So I mean, Gift have been pretty good buddies ever since I got drafted. So, like, he uh, rehabbed in Morgantown with me when I was there in 17. Then um, ended up getting, leaving the organization, playing for a few different teams. Then in 19, came back to the curve and played with us, if you guys remember that. So, yeah. like, yeah. Gift's been pretty tight, like, pretty good friends through it all. And uh, then during quarantine stuff, we're quarantined. We get there the same day, or he, get, he gets there a day before me, and I get there the day after. Me and him would FaceTime during dinner every night and discuss and rate our quarantine meals because they were <laughs> awful. The meals were terrible, guys. Like, so I was ordering like their the Australian Chipotle every night. It's called Guzman y Gomez, and I was ordering that pretty much every day, if not twice. <laughs> and we would just like we'd look at each other and face. I'm like, I'm not eating this. <laughs> He's like me either. <laughs> Then we talked about our workout and like uh, he's playing the league a couple times, so I was like want to know what the league was like, favorite mm-hmm. places to go, all that. So it was a really fun routine that me and him got into while we were over there. Pretty good friends. So And I'm I'm sure that helps a lot too, you know, when you're doing that two week quarantine when you first get down there, to have someone else who you can you know, they're going through it as well, even though you can't be with them, at least you have the FaceTime, you have that to I'm sure that helps at least keep you sane a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And being on the, the biggest thing was like the different schedule, like that I was on with like my girlfriend or my family back home. Like they're sleeping when I'm wide awake during the middle of the day. So you catch them for like four hours of their morning and you talk, but then it's like, oh man, I'm tired. I'm ready to go to sleep as they're like starting their day, you know? So that was like the biggest part. It was just nice having someone there for like dinner time and just to hang out with. So it just wasn't pure silence. Yeah. As soon as everyone back home went yeah. to bed, you know? You're not, you're not, you're not stuck for both, I guess, in a way, figuratively and not figuratively stuck in the dark a little bit on that then. Yeah. But after, you know, like I said, it was a good, good season for you in Australia, which obviously is great to see. It's what everybody wants to see. And now leading into 2021, you know, you can, I'm sure you have your plan in place. The things that you said about what worked well for you, the changes you made that you can build Mm -hmm. off of for your, you know, lead to some success into 2021. What are any you know, personal expectations, personal goals, anything like that that you may have for this upcoming season? Um, Really no expectation because, uh, like, new we have a whole new front office and a lot of good guys coming in the organization that are going to create some change uh, for the better. And I'm looking forward to working with them and looking forward to their philosophy on the game. And I'm going to be all ears because something they say might make it come together for me, might make it click, you know. 
And I'm really excited to work with um, John Baker, our new uh, head of player development, see what he can do. I've talked to him a few times, and he seems like a great guy, and he seems like he's really just going to challenge us. He's let us know that it's going to be super competitive this camp, and I love his mindset, and it's kind of firing me up. So really no expectation, just going to go out there and play hard and win a spot. Yeah, there's a lot of new guys that they brought in that are going to be playing up in the upper minors. So are you excited to meet new people with through that? Oh, absolutely. Fresh mindsets and fresh guys and new faces. It's always good for an organization. You get to just, I don't know, make new connections and make new friends, you know. And I'm a very social guy in that aspect. And I love meeting new people, find out where they come from, their story and all that stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited. It's. I liked here you mentioned John Baker because when he was hired, I, that was a uh, hire that was very widely considered to be a success around all of baseball. Yeah. Um, people really raved about what he did when he was with the Cubs previously. So you know, it's good to hear that you know he's already making a positive impact with the organization because I do know that was a hire that a lot of people, not just in pirate circles but around baseball, thought was an excellent hire for the Bucks to make. I think so too because um, I think he helped changed that organization around when he was with the Cubs and he was there when they won the World Series, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it's always nice to bring in people who know how to win and who have been a part of winning organizations. And that's where Pittsburgh's heading. And I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah, that, just, playing, just playing the organization, that mindset can really help turn things around. Oh, 100%. Like, uh, just, it's fresh too. It's it's mm-hmm. new, new philosophy. It's, uh, it gets you thinking a different way. And I think that's what, Baseball can do to you sometimes. You get stuck in the same mindset, same old habits and bad habits. Actually, necessarily, they might not be bad, but just might get stuck and you might get comfortable. And baseball is a game where you need to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. to succeed sometimes. So. Yeah, and I, de- I definitely think, you know, not <clears throat> obviously we're not going to throw anybody in the bus or anything, but, you know, with the kind of getting comfortable thing, I think you look at the organization now as to the previous regime, obviously that previous regime, they're not dummies. You know, they knew what they were doing. They took this team Mm -hmm. to the playoffs three times, had four winning seasons. You know, that was a good regime. They knew what they were doing, but towards the end, it seemed like they got comfortable with some things, you know, not necessarily at one point, the pirates were the top of notch when it came to a lot of the analytics and that sort of thing. And they kind of fell to the wayside there. So, you know, like you said, sometimes that, that breath of fresh air, and that, that change is just what organizations need. And it really does seem like ever since Ben Charrington came over, you know, things we've seen in trades with acquisitions, talking to you, talking to other players, talking to other people around the organization on the show, it seems like that that breath of fresh air has really been breathed into the organization. And it's given everyone a real uh, just positive outlook and excitement and things like that moving forward, which is great to see. Oh, absolutely. And, that's where the game's changing this or not this year, but all together as a whole, it's uh, it's all about analytics now. And uh, they like each organization has the numbers they look at, whether it be, it could be different in every organization. Like they could be looking at guys with OPS and um, higher walk rates, contact rates, no matter what it should be. And every organization is different in that aspect. And um, I think it is like with the new generation, like it is, like all these young guys coming, all these high school guys are, they're in batting cages with hit tracks and they're following their angles, their launch angles, their exit velos. And, and that's just like, it's new. And that's what this organization's heading to. Like, I, I know I'm working out with a guy down here in Florida early right now who 
the pirates are bringing in spring training because he knows all about that stuff. He knows all about the um, hit tracks or hit tracks, rap sodos, um, and what the what the numbers mean and how to switch them and how to change things for the better. Like particularly for that person, you know, he knows how to look at your swing and he knows your weaknesses, your strengths, mm-hmm. and he knows how to work on them with different drills, which I think is amazing. Yeah, I wanted to ask with all that, you know, is there a specific instance that you can say that, you know, all this new technology and the new metrics and stuff has helped you improve your game? Is there anything that you would say specifically that you feel like you've improved because of all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so like uh, the biggest thing for me is like how the ball spins. So RPMs off the bat and how you create good backspin to each part of the field. So I was getting a lot of tail on my ball opposite way, right? So the ball was spinning. It would tail off towards the line, either go foul, not go as far. Then I learned how to spin the ball more efficiently and put the power in my direction the right way, in the right direction. And I, I started, to get the, uh, started to get the baseball to leave the park opposite field while I was down in Australia from all the work I put in. So it was really cool to see like that that work was paying off and that those – just seeing the way the baseball spins off my bat can change my game was just blew my mind. Just absolutely blew my mind. Yeah, you did pretty well down in uh, Australia, so I think well, I would say that learning all that kind of, all that stuff really did help you. Yeah, and I bought into it, and I, I'm continuing to buy into it with this guy I'm hitting down here with in uh, Sarasota right now, just prepping for a spring journey. And I'm super excited that he's going to be coming into spring training with me and spreading this philosophy because I honestly believe that it works. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, like, so, you know, you you get that buy-in. It's anything in life. It doesn't matter if it's sports, if it's work, if it's your family, whatever it is. You know, you get that buy-in. Odds are it's going to work because so much of it is mental over the physical aspect of it. So you mm-hmm. get the buy-in. You're set up for success already, which is great to see. And it's great to see the Pirates having people focusing on that. You know, like you said you're not going to go with the carpet of, okay, this is what we want everyone to do with their swing. This is what everyone to accomplish in the box. We're mm-hmm. going to base it off of that player's strength, that player's exactly. weaknesses, which is just going to lead to more success for everybody. A hundred percent. And what you said about the mental part versus the physical part, like every guy in the minor leagues right now, like is on the same physical level to this, to an extent, you know, you might get some crazy guys like O'Neill Cruz or six, seven, who just have them all the leverage in the world, you know, but then you get this tiny guy who just knows how to work his body and put his body in the right positions. And like, it doesn't matter how strong you are. They could be like, they could be, they could lift the same amount, all that stuff, but one might hit the ball farther just basically off of his body. So like, then it comes down to approach and the mental side of things. And like, we can all hit the ball 450, no matter if you're five, six or six, seven now. So it really starts between the years and how you approach things. So with, with with the approach in between the years thing, um, I mean, I'm sure you're not sure yet where you will – maybe you are, but I'm going to guess you probably aren't 100% certain yet where you're going to start the season at when it does begin, rather it's going to be back with AA or Tuna or potentially with AAA yeah. Indianapolis. Um, either way, you should be – with some of the pieces the Pirates have brought in this offseason with what's around, you know, either way you should be part of a pretty good outfield. You know, Hudson yeah. Head, Kanan Smith, and Jigba, Jared Oliva – there's a lot of outfield talent between double A AA and triple A right now. And I'm sure that is something too, just as a competitor and as a, as a ball player that can push you as well. When you look around and realize, Hey, you know what? This is, you know, let's say for example, you're a double A 
and that outfield is you, Hudson Head, and Smith and Jigba, like that legitimately could be the best outfield in all of double A. Like I'm, yeah. I'm sure being around players like that also is going to give anybody a good push because you're around great players. They're going to succeed to push you further to succeed. Yeah, it's going to be a grind like, to see where guys end up after spring training because I know it's going to be very competitive and guys are going to come in excited to play again and ready to go. So we, it's a toss-up to see where guys are going. It's one of those spring trainings where you can't really focus on that. It's kind of got to just like go out and do your work every single day, play hard. And like the organization makes those calls at the end of the day. All you can do is play hard, and that's all you can control as a player. And like that's the mindset I'm taking into it. Yeah, and I'm yeah. sure too. After after everything that unfolded last season, and for those of you who weren't either in the majors or at the alternate training site, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you guys are just excited more than anything just to play baseball again. You know, I mean, yeah, especially. And- I mean, yes, you had some some time in Australia in the off season, but. You know, anyone who's ever played a sport, you know, it's not the same when you're not out there with those same guys that you used to play oh, with. Yeah. You have that rapport with and all that. So I'm sure for a lot of a lot of you guys, it's going to be exciting just to be able to be on the diamond again and with your teammates and continuing that trek together as a group towards the major leagues and accomplishing all your goals you want to accomplish. Yeah, and it's definitely exciting. Yeah, I got really lucky being able to go play in Australia, and some guys wish they could have done that. So, Bly, I want to ask you, you know, we're talking, you're talking about how being around more, a more competitive outfield might bring up your performance, just trying to get better and, you know, bringing up spirits. How does having fans, how do you think fans in the state, you know, having some fans in the stands is going to be different to what it was last year with no fans and you're, and just essentially without the crowd noise, did that affect you? Would you say? I love playing in front of people. So, like, I can't. So you think that when with more of a crowd, you're going to play better, play up to that when you have to play in front of people? Yeah, I think it elevates everyone's game. Because I don't think anyone wants to look stupid or make a bad play or make an error or anything like that. Yeah. I think everyone has a little bit more of an edge and a little bit more focus when people are in the stands. And it's less like nonchalant. You get to you get guys with a little more swagger, like lacing up the cleats, shining up the cleats, like, the show tape and just with the whole different mindset. And like, I think guys just, I don't know, want to get a little more flashy, a little more swagger with it while they're playing. That makes the game more fun. Yeah. I think, and this is one thing that was talked about a lot last year with the pirates, for example, you know, like, like let's take key Brian Hayes's debut last year, for example, I think he hit a home run, had like a double or triple. I think he had another home run then. And I remember the broadcast crew talking about it where can you imagine what the ballpark would have been like that night, the top prospects debuting, having a big game, you know it would have been electric. And oh, yeah, absolutely. that kind of thing's just gonna push players, you know, you you get pushed further by that. Like you said, you wanna come out, you feed off that energy, you don't want to let the fans down. So, you know, re- regardless of where it's at, I mean, if you do start the year at Altoona, I, I mean I I live in Pennsylvania, I can't speak for Indy whenever you would make it to triple A, but you know, with double A I know Pennsylvania, we're, we're up to 50% capacity for outdoor sporting venues. Yep. So, you know, if you are with the curve when the season starts, you should have a good amount of fans in the stands there at Blair mm-hmm. County Ballpark ready to cheer you guys on. Oh, yeah, I hope we do. And the fans in Altoona, I was lucky enough to be around, and I was lucky enough to be in the community a lot. Those people are awesome. I love being around them and love being surrounded by them and nothing but good people out there. Yeah, and I know this is something we talked about one other time when you're on the show too that I think is really cool with Altoona 
is with it being so close to Pittsburgh, you know, 99% of those fans are also pirate fans. Yes. You know, it's not like it might be deal. where with like to take Indianapolis, for example, out in the Midwest, Sure, some of those people probably root for the Pirates because of Indianapolis. Probably have a lot of Cubs fans, you know, the Cardinals, the White Sox. But in Altoona, you know, that that's that's Pittsburgh country there. So Absolutely. I think those fans probably get a lot more invested in their minor league team than you've probably seen a lot of cities because these are the same guys that two, three years down the road they're going to be rooting for in their big league club. Yeah, we have a lot of people drive over from Pittsburgh for games too, which is really cool to see, like big uh, promotion nights and stuff like that, especially when we get a rehab guy. The, yeah. the stands are packed and – I know, and like, like they uh, they were diehards. Like they they had baseball cards for every single one of us. Um, then like signing was crazy all the time, every game. And they were like, "Hey, we saw you play here. We saw you play here." I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Like the people here have like really invested their time in the Pirates, and which is so cool to see. And it's just like it, I don't know, it humbles you as a baseball player knowing like. It's all about the organization, and it goes so much deeper, and we affect so many people's lives across the country because, like, who knows? Like, they grew up in Pittsburgh. They moved, and, hey, this is the only chance they get to see us play. Or It happens everywhere, like, everywhere we play. So it's super cool. Yeah, with with the Pirates bringing in so many young talent, I think it's – you were talking about how fans get invested. I think it's there's a really good opportunity fans get invested with the young Pirates because they brought in so many – young guys and they're going to start out at double a like Cannon Smith. We were talking about, you know, they're going to, see, they're going to see O'Neill Cruz, a handful of other guys that they brought in through trades. And I think it's going to be, they're going to improve a lot from 2019 just because yeah, of all the new talent they brought in. So I think that's going to bring in a lot more fan engagement and a bunch more just fans being invested in the, in what's on the field. Yeah. A hundred percent. And with the new Twitter, like that was like, the Pirates have now, yeah. the Young Bucks. Yeah. You get to know the prospects a lot more and get to see who they are as people and see what they're interested in. And I, I think you get to follow that a little bit more. I don't think a lot of organizations have that, and I think that's something really cool that the Pirates have. No, I don't think they do because on the, uh, the Rumble or Twitter, we follow each MLB club, and mm-hmm. I don't remember ever really seeing anything like this before. You know, not, not to the, the extent of it. Like, obviously – you know, your top guys, as everybody knows, you're always going to be promoting them. But you don't yep. see a lot of teams really dive in depth with, with the prospects to the extent the Pirates do, yep. which is awesome. Because, I mean, like like we said, you know, when guys get to the majors, people already have a general idea of who they are, <clears throat> what they're into, what kind of ball player they are. And that's just going to make you a bigger fan of somebody if you already have that connection to them following them through the minor leagues. Oh, 100%. And, uh, yeah, you get to follow them, you get to – just seeing more closely and in a less like more relaxed atmosphere, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes we do like funny videos on there and all yeah. that different stuff. Yeah. I think one thing that's cool too, with the pirates is doing this is especially, you know, you, you take Pittsburgh who, you know, it's a consensus top five, top eight farm system. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's a system with a just absolute, like the amount of talent that has been accumulated down there right now. You know, so it's just cool too to really get to know all the minor leaguers, get to know guys like you through this because it's like, all right, you look at this farm system as highly rated as it is. Odds are most of you are going to turn out to be really, really good players when you reach the majors. So it's yeah. cool too to already have that just familiarity with it. Like I, I've made this comparison a bunch, but it does remind me of a lot of being a pirate fan in like 2010 and like 2011 
when, yeah, the team wasn't very good, but you saw what was coming and you knew they were going to be really good real soon. And yes. I think that's very similar to where the Pirates are as an organization right now. Oh, we're getting there. And, like, the organization taking a lot of step, like, a great step in the right direction uh, with all the trades we made and all the acquisitions and everything like that. And it's it, it's exciting. Like, if you look at our top 30 now, it's just like, wow. Like, these dudes are dudes like yeah. and they're not all home not all draftees now mm-hmm. and stuff like that we're bringing in guys we're making moves and like the future is looking very very yeah bright. i was i as my fans you know obviously i'm going to miss guys like josh bell i'm going to miss tyon i'm going to miss musgrove but i overall thought overall i thought the offseason was really exciting just to see all the new guys we brought in and just mm-hmm. just all the new talent because it's just fun to see young guys come up and make their debut and become good players and that's always some and you always want to root for the guys to become good good players at the major league level and I really do think that there's a lot of that a lot of the guys we brought in are gonna be quality major league players and help us get to the playoffs again sometime soon. Mm-hmm. I agree, and it's super cool to see. Um, what was it? Uh, it's super cool to see, like, from a player's perspective. Like, these are guys I've lived with. These are guys I've spent most of the last five years with, you know? Like, it's so mm-hmm. cool to see them achieve the dream that we're all chasing. And, yeah, we might be competing on uh, a level of some kind, but, man, they're they're your friends. These are some of the memories we'll have and cherish forever with the people that we hope to know forever, you know? So it's really cool to see them get to Pittsburgh and play on that field, like, especially in my draft class. Like, it was unreal. Like, Jared Oliva has been my roommate for the past, uh, since since Morgantown. Lived together in Morgantown uh, and all throughout the minor leagues. And when he made his debut, man, it felt like I was making my debut, you know. Because, like, I wanted to be there so bad. Like, it was so cool being able to text his mom and dad and be like, oh, my God, it's happening. Oh, my God. And being, like, one of the first texts he sent out and – it was just um, like people were texting me saying like congratulations for him. I'm like, hey, text him. What do you do? It was just like people just know he's my roommate and like know we played together for a long time. Just like it's crazy like seeing that. It was so cool, so cool. And I can't wait until he plays against or not against, but in front of all the fans of Pittsburgh because he's gonna go out and do his thing. And hopefully we're out there like, together again here very soon. You know? Absolutely. So while we're <clears throat> on the topic of you and Jared and that relationship and kind of viewing that from more of like the fan standpoint, I'm going to ask you here to put that the fan cap on over the organizational member cap to an extent here. And so far this spring from what you have seen, what, what, what are maybe like one or two players who you think have been maybe guys you've played with or played against, whatever it might be that have really impressed you from what you've been able to see this spring with the pirates. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. I mean, I, just from watching the, uh, Bednar, he's got some yeah. nasty oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, Bednar's man. fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, dude, Bednar's going to be. Yeah, watching him on, uh, like, TV has been super fun and, uh, just crazy to see. And, and Bednar's gosh, a fun story, too, because so he grew up in Pittsburgh, so it's cool yeah, to see, yeah. see the Pittsburgh guy come back home. Because I remember when he got traded, when we traded for him, him talking in an interview, how like he remembers being like a ten year old kid in his backyard pretending to pitch for the Pirates. Then, mm-hmm. Yeah, on the TV they showed him at like a Pirates Fest two thousand five or two thousand six one time. Oh, that's what you like to say. That's crazy. Yeah, so yeah. I think yeah, Bednar's 
would definitely is definitely one I would say that's been just extremely fun to watch this spring. Yes. Yes. He's got a bright future in Pittsburgh. Without a doubt. Yeah, he'll be up there soon. So yeah. So uh, <clears throat> go ahead. No, I was gonna say also just with this upcoming season, you know, I know you've kind of touched on what what the pirate plans are for the minor leaguers for you guys moving the spring training. So I'm assuming when you report are you guys just going to be doing everything out of Pirate City? Um, there's going to be a lot of like inner squad games, things like that. I would assume to get you guys revved up and ready to go for the season. Mm, yeah, I'm not really sure how the games are going to work. Or anything I can, I, I would guess there's going to be one main game with a certain roster uh, um, every day. Maybe like two games, maybe like at each facility, whether if we're traveling or not. Um, I think there's going to be games against other teams. I think um, that's going to be really important. And I just think it's going to be a really, like, close-knit, like, got to keep everything tight. Like, people can't really go out and do much. Yeah. Like, when you go out to eat, you have to sit inside and wear your mask at all times and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think it's going to be like that. But I think we'll definitely, like, get into some games against some other guys, whether if it's one or two games at Pirate City or mm-hmm. down at another another site. Yeah, cause that's right. I know there's going to be an alternate like, site again. Yeah, because when you're doing things at, at Pirate, because – I don't in a, in a typical spring training, which obviously this year is, even though it's not as far off as some of the stuff we saw last year, still nowhere near a typical spring training. You know, once once guys report to minor league camp or that sort of thing, there are a lot of inter squad scrimmages or going against other minor league teams, and I just wasn't sure this year with with COVID regulations still in place for now how much different mm-hmm. that would be. But again, like we said earlier, I'm sure everybody's just going to be excited just to have baseball back in general. It doesn't even matter what it looks like right now. It's just nice to have baseball, yeah. have summer around the corner. Things are trending upward. Like it, it's just, it's nice to have all these positive things for once after the last calendar year. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be nice just seeing like personally for me, like seeing all my buddies. Yeah. It's like guys you've been separated from for a whole year. Like there's some of my best friends. Mm-hmm. So, so imagine like, 70 of your best friends just getting back together again like all the stories all the, all the stuff all the bs you can talk about you know what i mean <laughs> i feel like it's gonna be you know similar to how and it's not nearly as long of a time period here but similar to how that like first weekend every fall semester was in college and everyone reconvenes after yes. being away for the summer and the shenanigans yeah. that the follow but you know, it'll be different here because it's after a whole year. So it'll be exactly. I'm sure that'll be great just to be back around the boys and that sort of thing. I feel like anyone. Yeah, I'm actually. I'm in a house anybody can right relate now. to that. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm in a house with like Dion Stafford, Shea Murray, um, John O'Reilly, and Joe Joe Jakes right now. We're just uh-huh. we're having so much fun down here training. Like we get our we get our stuff done from like eight to twelve, like hitting, lifting, throwing, whatever it may be. And we're just like, let's just go chill by the pool. Let's just hang out. Let's play some card games, do whatever. So that's that's that, yeah, that sounds right a lot. It sounds like a lot of fun, and just just sounds like it's a good time to have baseball back. And you know, even to like the smallest degree, like my college has finally started playing baseball games again. So it's been fun to go out and actually go and watch something again. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's been nice just being able to watch the Pirates play. Yeah, yeah. I know there 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 are no words that can possibly describe how excited i am for the home opener in april 8th this is the since pnc park is open this is the longest i've ever gone without being a game at pnc park and mm-hmm. to be there for the home opener my dad and my oldest son and i are going it'll be 
there, there are not words to describe how excited we are. And I'm sure there's a lot of people in that boat. Like we've said, it's just nice to have baseball back to be things trending in a positive direction after the way the last calendar year has gone. A hundred percent. That is all the time we have for today. As always, thank you very much for listening to Rum Bunter Radio. You can check out everything we have on rumbunter.com. You can check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Make sure to give Bly a follow on social media. Make sure to give Noah a follow. Noah, thank you for coming on. Thank you for always always the site. Bly, thank you very much for coming on. Always a blast to have you on. Good luck with your season if we don't talk to you before it starts. Thank you, guys. Always a pleasure to be on. And go Bucks. That's the way to go Bucks. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.